Hi, I'm Jay Fallon, and thank you for listening to the Slippery Slope. So we see Israel slowly becoming uh, more and more isolated uh, throughout within the world, uh, politically, socially. It seems that countries that would never, you would never have thought, would become uh, friends or associates of Israel becoming uh, signing agreements uh, business agreements with israel and yet other nations which are historically friendly towards israel now slowly seem to be walking away from the friendship uh, such as what america is doing and now australia as well this headline here comes from the guardian it says australia quietly drops recognition of west jerusalem as capital of israel so australia has quietly dropped this recognition of West Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, unwinding language adopted by Scott Morrison's government after the US moved its own embassy from Tel Aviv. So the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade has retained the bipartisan position that Australia is committed to a two-state solution in which Israel and a future Palestinian state coexist in peace and security within internationally recognized borders. So, but in the past few days, it has deleted two sentences from its website that were first added after then Prime Minister Morrison unveiled a new Australian policy four years ago. So the freshly deleted sentences said, consistent with this long-standing policy in December 2018, Australia recognized West Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, being the seat of the Knesset and many of the institutions of the Israeli government. Australia looks forward to moving its embassy to West Jerusalem when practical, in support of, and after the final status determination of a two-state solution. So even even though Scott Morrison uh, you know, supported Israel in this way, Australia has never, never really um, done anything other than support a two-state solution, which is, uh, yeah, okay, it's problematic in itself. Anyway, it goes on to say in this article that the Foreign Affairs Minister, Penny Wong, has said in 2000, had said in 2018 that Labor does not support unilateral recognition of Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and in government would reverse this decision. But the language remained in the DFAT website as recently as last week. So now that they are in, now that the Labor government is in government, is in power, uh, the Israel section of the website was updated after the Guardian Australia asked the government questions about the matter. So a spokesman for DFAT said the Australian government continues to consider the final status of Jerusalem as a matter to be resolved as part of any peace negotiations. The status of Jerusalem is one of the most sensitive issues in the long-running conflict given that both Israelis and Palestinians claim it as their capital. East Jerusalem, the West Bank and the Gaza Strip have been considered occupied Palestinian territory under international law since the Six-Day War in 1967. Israeli leaders have repeatedly said Jerusalem is the eternal undivided capital of Israel. 
So because in 2017, the US President, then US President Donald Trump, directed the State Department to move the US Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem as he determined that it is time to officially recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, the following year, in the final week of the Wentworth by-election by campaign, Prime Minister, then Prime Minister Scott Morrison, declared that he was open-minded about following the US move and promised an Australian government review. And at the time, Labor accused Morrison of playing games with long-standing foreign policy positions five days out from a by-election. So Australia's spy agency warned ministers that the proposal proposed move may provoke protest, unrest, and possibly some violence in Gaza and the West Bank. And later, the government, the Australian government, settled on a fallback policy that did not go as far as Trump. The December 2018 policy was to recognize West Jerusalem as Israel's capital, but not to move the Australian embassy there until after a peace agreement. So they were still pushing for the two-state solution anyway. So Morrison also acknowledged the aspirations of the Palestinian people for a future state with its capital in East Jerusalem, while saying slavish adherence to the conventional wisdom over decades would only entrench a rancid stalemate. So the head of the general delegation of Palestine to Australia, New Zealand and the Pacific, Izzat Abdul Hadi, said it was his expectation and hope that the new Labor government would change its policy in a number of areas. From our perspective, he said, the issue of Jerusalem, East and West, is one of the final status issues and should be resolved through negotiations and according to international law. So he said, he goes on by saying that he hoped the new Australian government would proceed with immediate recognition of the state of Palestine to adhere to the Australian Labor Party's 2018 and 21 legally binding resolution of ALP national conferences. So in both 2018 and 2021, Labor's National Conference backed a resolution that supports the recognition and right of Israel and Palestine to exist as two states within secure and recognized borders and calls on the next Labor government to recognize Palestine as a state. However, these resolutions did not set a specific deadline saying only that the party expected that this issue will be an important priority for the next Labor government. So in June, Australia did not sign up to a US-led statement about Israel and the Palestinian territories, instead raising deep concerns about human rights abuses and the lack of progress toward a just and enduring two-state solution. So Australia's ambassador to the UN in Geneva, Amanda Gawley, agreed with the US argument that the UN Human Rights Council brings disproportionate scrutiny to Israel. But she also indicated that the Australian government would seek to take a balanced approach. So Australia's guiding principle will be advancing the cause for peace, Gawley said in June. Viewing any conflict from one perspective will not achieve that goal. So despite the recent deletion of language about West Jerusalem and the Australian embassy, DFAT's Israel country brief still retains much of its original content. 
The old and new versions both say Australia is strongly opposed to unfair targeting of Israel in the United Nations and other multilateral institutions. However, we make it clear our concerns about Israel's actions that undermine the prospects of a two-state solution and continue to urge Israel and other actors to respect international law, both versions say. So there you have it. Australia still, still pushing for a two-state solution and dropping its recognition of West Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. So just briefly, I'll read one verse, which I've heard many, many times, and you've probably heard this verse yourself before. It's from Genesis 12. Um, it's uh, God talking to Abram. Um, he says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. In verse 3, he says, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I believe we are going to see more and more of this kind of rhetoric, more and more of this kind of talk, and we're going to see more nations pull back from supporting Israel, and Israel will continue to become more and more isolated throughout the world. That is my opinion. Let me know what you think. Thank you for listening to The Slippery Slope.